Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Beaver and Cleaver Tight 40. Yes. Oh, gosh, I'm so glad you said that. I like it. I like how it sounds. I like it as a goal. I feel like I can really cruise through like 40 minutes because it's still longer than 30. It's still X-rated. And it's nighttime, so time moves differently. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we need to waste any time describing our setup here. Uh, I have, I'm trying not to be blinded by this light, but if I block it, then you can't see me and it defeats the whole purpose. So Yeah, it's okay. Just close like one eye. Like, I wish I could just kind of hover it above me. You're not doing the sleeping bag method this time, huh? No, last time it, it, it didn't make a difference. Well, there's a lot of ambient noise happening in my house right now. I just got to warn you. Okay. Well, I can't hear it. Okay. Well, let me know if it gets too much and I'll go. Uh, I'll pause. Okay. That, can, you can't pause in a tight 40, though. Uh, no, it's a tight 40. It it's just it minutes lost if anything happens. Exactly. You look warm. Are you warm enough? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. I've got a big puffy coat on. I've got a sleeping bag wrapped around my legs. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling, feeling all right. Do you like the salt lamp I put on behind my head? I love it's, it. That's for you. Thank you. Yeah, it's for ambiance. Ambiance. Um, this is Take It or Leave It. Do we have to inter- introduce it when we're not? I air? don't know anymore. Ooh, look at that. That's good lighting. That's really good lighting. It takes away your dramatic eyebrow shadow. It's but... right in my eyes. <laughs> you look like really good right now, like high resolution or something. I think the lighting is like stage lighting. Since yeah. you're sitting in the dark and then you just have a lamp on your face. Yep, there we go. I should have turned off my lights. It's <laughs> okay. That's okay. We we got to avoid. We don't want you to feel like you're um you're putting yourself to sleep. So yeah, that's true. I I sat on my couch this time instead of my bed. See, we said we weren't going to talk about our setup, and then we just went right into it. Yeah, but, but no. I think it's important. I'm trying to be more um, alert, awake. Uh, I have uh one half of a beer and. About right. 10, 10 discount Easter gummy snacks left. Great. Um, so I feel like I'll be set. Yeah. Uh, I can't say for sure, it. though, you know? Um, I'm definitely not as prepared. I ate all my Swedish fish already, and all I have left is some fizzy water with some juice in it. Oh, ugh. I know, I know. What kind of juice? What flavor? It's like, it's called, um, it's that like morning blend, ju- morning blend. <laughs> It's orange. Okay. And, and it this blended? was the breakfast corner with take it or leave it. It's <laughs> not breakfast corner. This is your night drink. Oh, You're having God. breakfast Don't night drink. tell me that. Yeah. Just drink a Here, cool beer that. like me. Oh, Look that looks this. nice, actually. It looks really beautiful. Look how glowy it is. Oh, it's like a little lantern full yeah. of fireflies. All right. Let's get into it. This is too PG. It's way too PG. Yeah, do you feel like we have to live up to some goal of, of dirtiness after last week? Because like after- it's not just last week. It's like the way that we talk about this now. This <laughs> this concept in general is like we're gonna deliver you the extra dirty yes. after hours. The longy. The, <laughs> the longies longy, are the, the long dick. Oh I'm trying. All right, I'm trying wow. to loosen up my tongue, so to speak. Loosen, up, loosen that dick up. Loosen my tongue, dick. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Um, Cleaver. I'm sorry. My head went into a really nasty place for a second. And I was like, can we say that? I was gonna start to do was, with tongue tongue dicks. I was gonna do this about loosening something up. I'm a butthole. Uh, a pee hole. 
Okay. Don't ew, your pee hole. Yeah, but not really. I guess Listen, like folks, don't use your pee hole for anything other First than peeing. All, your urethra is its own area. It's its that's own. a danger zone. True. That's for the gateway to infection. Exit only, unless of course you're getting a catheter. Yeah, in which case, I'm so sorry. That's got to be rough. Have you ever had one? Yep. Have? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Um, I, I did have one, and um, hold on, I'm trying to log into our email simultaneously so that we can uh, look how unprepared we are. I mean, Jeez, I don't know why anyone's even listening. What's our email? Don't, <laughs> don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. I got it. Uh, I got it queued up. You want me okay, to do it? Good. You got it. Okay. okay. Don't you don't have to go into it yet? But do you want to hear about my? <laughs> want to hear my catheter story yeah absolutely well i won't say the whole thing but i will say that it was um i was supposed to be numb for like oh i think i know this yeah and um and they kept on thinking that i don't know by they i mean like the amazing healthcare staff (laughs) healthcare providers they kept saying like oh yeah you know we we gave her the stuff you know x number of minutes ago so it should be fine should be fine and i was like i can i can feel that hey just so you know where you're touching my leg right there i can feel that i can feel that and then they were like okay well it should be kicking in any minute now and i was like i can feel this like trying to be like very open and clear with them that that i was not in fact numb in any way shape or form oh my and god they that's a went ahead and inserted the catheter and i was like i can feel that <laughs> and they're jesus and, and they saw my my foot like moving and twitching i have a fairly high tolerance for pain so i didn't freak out and like cause a big scene plus i was extremely pregnant but i did like twitch my leg a little bit and they were like hey should she be able to move her leg right now <laughs> and you're like hey so here's the thing is i can feel it so i'm feeling this i'm not numb i'm i'm zero percent numb right now <laughs> so. oh my god that's straight out of a nightmare but you know what i have to say like it wasn't it, it wasn't that bad it was uncomfortable but after 44 20 hours 44 hours of labor 20 hours of like active you know sensation uh-huh. it was like this is no You're biggie. on a whole nother level at that point. Yeah, this is no biggie. How do you feel about uh, the saying a whole nother? Love it. I'm Me a big too. fan. Yep. Right? Big, big fan. Um, I've had internal dialogues about a whole nother by my well obviously oh my god me too oh internally yeah we both had them separately internally maybe we were talking to each other we just didn't realize it wonder like maybe we were you know probably so like where do i end and where do you begin you know that radiohead song (sighs) sing it for me (laughs) it goes like this um i think the bass line goes like this You don't know. Yeah, I, uh, it's sort of ringing a bell, but. Oh well. It's like I can't pull it up right now. What do you so. call like someone who's really into Radiohead? Just like a radio. A Radiohead. Yeah. Radiohead. I think we did a shout out to Radiohead last week. Did we've talked about. We talked Tom. about Tom York. Tom. I feel like we've talked about him a lot. He's kind of a reoccurring, uh, not a guest, but a. Yeah. A theme. A virtual guest. A mind guest. During, uh, during Speaking quarantine. of Radiohead, uh, I want to kind of get into something we were talking about on our other show, The Shorty. Uh-oh. The Shorty Uh-oh. Standard. Um, it's actually your thing that, you know, we promised or pledged to discuss in more detail, which is uh, the resurgence of grudges. That really does sound like a horror oh, movie. Yes. 
the grudge. Grudge the resurgence. Oh, okay. I got to get in the right headspace. Uh, do you want me to put on some, some Mars Volta for you? <laughs> no, thanks. All you had to say was the name. I'm there. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> Bring it on. I just can't sing it. <laughs> I've been waiting for so long. I'm disturbing hey, my dog. Listen, Cedric Bixler Zavala was an amazing vocalist, okay? You I know, just remember boys in like eighth grade just being like, have you heard of the Mars Volta? And then burning me a CD and me being like, it's a little much, honestly. <laughs> I can totally see it's that. It's fast. Anyway. It's really fast. Kind of shrieky. You know, I pretended <laughs> to be into it, but I, I wasn't really. Oh my God. I was so, so into it. I was so 100% into it. I was listening to the to it was i kind of stopped listening after after their second record uh-huh. um francis the mute but i did i did listen to d last in the comatorium and francis the mute recently like kind of front to back and i still know so many of the lyrics and they the lyrics make no sense and they're maybe in spanish most of the time but usually huh. not in a language that i it, it feels like it's a mixture of latin spanish and english you know you would have been really good friends with like all the boys that i was into <laughs> that was so that's the problem and i think that's where or maybe not the problem but that's where some of this grudge business come comes from i think i i made a lot of good like male friends because of my music preferences mm-hmm. And then they sort of turned into like romantic relationships, but it was always like not quite. Mm. It's like you're so cool. Yes. And it wasn't even like a you're in a friend zone thing. It was I, I I'm not sure. Oh man, I just got nervous. Like I don't know if I'm ready to to like get that that into this with with our what, on a podcast. <laughs> you yeah, don't think this is the time. According to our stats, we have a seventy-person audience. <laughs> that's only Where the because fuck is that coming from? Who is listening? It's just because our last episode was listened to seventy times. That's a lot. I know. Like it doesn't feel true. <laughs> okay, I just well, like to think of like a lot of people listening without ever telling us or mentioning it. There's another thing that shows how many people stayed tuned in for the entirety of the episode, and how many people oh, like. No. And most people like our peak listenership is like within the first five or ten minutes. Why? Yeah. It's probably because people are like, "I want to test this out," and then they're like, "Nah, fuck this." Okay, you know what? Now the audio is not great. They're not okay. warmed up. The audio is great. Did you listen to the last one? I skimmed it to get a sense of the audio. It was good, right? I was feeling really like, honestly. I was not feeling in my. I think what it was was I was drinking a like a lukewarm toddy, a tepid toddy. Yeah. Last week. And I was the gin in the toddy, which I know is like not the right alcohol for a toddy to begin with, was like making me feel really like sneezy. Okay. And there's like a certain kind of like shame you... I feel when I have like an allergic reaction to alcohol. It just like <laughs> makes me feel like super lame and like kind of sad. Aww. And then of course congested as well. Aww. And it was hitting really hard. And something about my posture and the bed and then eating Plus, these MMs I... that I didn't like. I could tell that you weren't super psyched about the the uh content well you know it's a little a little much as i <laughs> mentioned uh kale is gross to me oh god uh and i think that really sums it up that's that was the issue okay anything okay. and you did like you did just kick it off you know pretty 
started strong. You started strong. With I the came topic. in hot. I did. I did. And I liked that. Not tepid. It was a. Not tepid. It was. It, my toddy didn't match the temp of the, the, the episode. That's all I can okay. say. Okay. But this time I'm drinking a cold beer. You're on it. Like I'm the old beer day. girl. And it's, uh, it's working for me. So anyway, let's get back into your feelings that you're not sure you want to talk about. Oh, gosh. Well, it just, I mean, I, I kind of don't know where to start. It was like, for whatever reason, the, as I mentioned on the radio, I feel like quarantine is allowing for, I don't know, more time <laughs> and space with mm-hmm, my own mm-hmm. memories. Right. Like maybe memories that I don't ever really allow myself the time to like think about fully or I'm like, oh yeah, that happened. That sucks. That was weird. It sucked. That was weird. But that's in the past and I've moved on and I'm doing my thing now and it doesn't really bother me enough to like spend time with it. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, well, what else am I going to think about? I mean, yeah. I'm making it sound like I have nothing going on and that is absolutely yeah, I think the, you're, the opposite. You're fairly busy, but I would like, I think that the inputs are different for sure. Yes. You know, yeah. You're not getting like that. I mean, let's be real. None of us are flirting. <laughs> no. I'm not getting any flirtation in. And I mean that in the most general broad sense ever of like little social interactions that make you feel kind of like, ooh, you know, yeah, yeah. like someone's intrigued by me. Uh, well, that's a so really I feel like point. So you have to like supplement that by digging into your like own memories. Backlog. Yeah. A little bit. Oh my gosh. That is so interesting. Because I feel like you and I both kind of thrive on that. Like we like a little bit of, I don't know, we like a little spark. And again, yeah. not like necessarily in a romantic sense at all, just like no. in a like someone's excited by me and like yes. I am Jason excited. Jason Siegel is in the bar tonight. Jason Siegel saw me take my pants off and <laughs> Which, by the way, maybe he like, liked it. It's like a one year anniversary of that night. I pretty, know. You know, so Jason, sad. if you're listening, <laughs> Jason Siegel. I wish I could do it all over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just exactly the same way it played out. <laughs> Wouldn't change a thing. Perfect. <laughs> perfect night yeah and if you're wondering what we're listening to go back through the archives and listen to all of the podcasts that we released in april 2019 <laughs> yeah you'll find it a little gem a little tidbit oh maybe i'll listen to those i wonder what that will make me feel oh god listening to my own voice can you imagine us in like 20 years somehow dipping into the, the podcast archives yes. who even knows what format they'll be in i had this thought earlier today this because of the marco polo app mm-hmm. and i was thinking about how every time i use that app i feel like i'm making a video diary of yeah. this point in time and like i'm talking to the person i'm sending the video to for sure but there's a part of me that also feels like i'm talking to like my daughter so that she can read it or she can read it so she can see it when it's like 50 years from now and she's like remember when well she won't talk like that <laughs> well, she might she might she, might. she might just sound exactly the same as she does now <laughs> Maybe one of those weirdos the baby voice <laughs> hey watch it now she's not a weirdo yet i'm not saying I she's learned a weirdo. one of my speaking of uh of dirty dirty podcast um love line uh, do you remember there was a segment or there was a bit that Adam and Dr. Drew would always do if their caller had like a baby voice like this, they would instantly be like, were you abused by your father? Yes. Wait, I feel like we've talked about this. so dark. But now whenever I meet somebody who talks like that and it annoys me, I'm like, I, I don't know. 
I, I mean, hope that we didn't talk about this and that it also came up in my life like organically in a no, separate we, conversation. We definitely talked about it, you and I, but I don't know if we talked about it on the on the cast. We are Loveline for the modern girl. <laughs> we are. Which one are you? I'm the definitely Dr. Drew. Yeah, I think I'm absolutely <laughs> uncool. <laughs> You're always trying to rein it in with the real advice. Yeah. That's why um, I last week Let me interject so here. <laughs> I know. Honestly, you're you're being. I mean, Dr. Drew has his has a dirty side. Um, What's up with them? Do you think? I don't know. Let's call them up. Beep boop boop beep boop beep. You know, Loveline actually came up in a conversation I had the other day with some complicated backstory. But I'll just say I was talking to a friend of mine about an ex of mine, and that ex was like, you know, I was just complaining about how like I think it's crazy that he could listen to have listened to so much Loveline. And have such a bad, like, emotional, like, oh, vocabulary. So yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's true. That's I was hilarious. getting relationship advice that I didn't even know I would ever need when I was, like, nine years old, you know? Yes, totally. I agree with that. Learning horrific I, I, things. I still think back about that. And that's why we're so good at relationships. Yep. <laughs> End of segment. Yeah. Well, just kidding. Not getting out of it. Let's get back to this. What are way back into? This. Let me love line you right so now. Great about relationships. Um. Okay. So well, we've guess, solved like, the why. I think is like what I'm saying. It's like we know why you're having these these feelings, flashbacks or whatever. These flashbacks. Yeah. But uh, what what are they about grudges? Okay. So the grudge thing will tie in a little bit, but the 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 little like light bulb that went off the other night was that I was thinking about like three ex-boyfriends in particular and how the relationship ended and it I'm getting that nervous feeling again <laughs> like, oh it it I think what it came down to so but all three of these guys I don't really know how to describe this they were all very different and um musical like that i think this is partly where the mars volta comes in because they all were like guitar <laughs> like i don't know not geniuses but they were all like amazing guitarists like uh -huh. like very good and out technical and really First into mistake. like prog and bonnie prince billy and you know cool stuff like that yeah right big mistakes but um I I I wasn't ready to have sex with any of them. Oh, and I their uh, guitar moves, huh? Right. Yeah. Despite their amazing licks, I uh, I wasn't into it, and um and and the relationship ended, and I never like it's so funny because the other night while I was walking my dog and listening to the Mars Volta. I was like, oh my God, I think that they broke up with me because I didn't have sex with them. <gasps> All three of them? Yeah. This feels like the premise of a movie. It does. It's called High Fidelity. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Cle Cleaver edition. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, can you confirm this in like any other way? I should like call them right now. No, I can't. I can't confirm it except for. Um, I mean, I could, like, try to trace where they went, like, afterwards and, like, some of the things, some of the conversations that we had towards the ends of the relationships and, like, there was some, there was definitely, like, some sexual, like, obsession going, or not mm -hmm. obsession, but they were pretty focused on, like, trying, just wanting to have sex. And I, I either, like, was picking up on it and just, like, trying to brush it off or 
I don't know, it, but it wasn't mutual. And um, anyways, and I never, it, it suddenly the other night, it just like all kind of like flooded in. And like, I, I looked back at like my younger self with these different guys and Aww. looked at like what kind like what it was like to be around them and how like there was a lot of times that I didn't really enjoy being in their in their presence at all uh-huh. but I but I kind of did but not really and like any time that I was like feeling kind of sexy and getting into it like like the the desire for like having sex came on like so quickly and fully that I was like okay I'm like I'm done with this and uh and I just like started feeling sad (laughs) like sad sad for myself and like and how these like interesting people because they were kind of interesting um uh I just don't know I don't know it's just like yeah I get that and I'm annoyed also at them like very annoyed very fucking annoyed at them I think it's really hard to like revisit I don't know I like to frame everything in my past as kind of like I was like a feminist in charge and I was like making the calls really and like I was always knew what I wanted and you know and then like yeah sometimes I kind of am like looking at it and being like that's not really how it happened so that's (laughs) not really true and there probably were a lot of like moments where I was just like posturing or trying to like play the role because I thought it was cool or whatever you know like I mean self-involved musicians like at an early age are so self-involved (laughs) self-involved and they're so fucking cool and they're cool because they don't give a shit or like they don't really like care as much as you care about like everything that's going on around them and like it's just a a lesson that we have to learn you know hopefully early oh god and I just yeah I just look I think that's part of it too. I'm just looking back at myself and I'm being like, oh gosh, like, you, you know, I wish you could have, I don't know. I wish something could have been, just, I don't know. I don't even want to say I wish something could have been different because it's fine. No regrets, whatever. It's all good. But I think, I think what struck me was this entire time I had been thinking of is like, it didn't work out. Wasn't a good mm-hmm. fit. You know, like maybe it could have ended. Ways. Yeah, we went our separate ways slash maybe like, you know, they were all, it was very kind. I wasn't ever like harshly broken up with that, you mm-hmm. know, except for their one time, but, or one of the three, it was kind of a shitty, shitty breakup. But like, uh, I just sort of brushed it off as that. And then, and then, like I said, the other night I was like, oh my God, I think I know what happened. <laughs> oh, huh. So I'm it's just, and I, in your head. quarantine. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> Anyways, so that brought up the feeling of grudges and like how mm-hmm. long how long is a good time or how long can you hold on to a grudge and do like did I even have grudges and what was the deal with that or like can you like reinvent a grudge? And then there's there was also one other like friendship relationship thing that I do have like a weird hanger on about. Um but anyways, yeah, that was my question. And I feel like we answered it pretty good on the air, so. Yeah, I mean, I like to just, like, savor a grudge here and there, you know? It's yeah. boring if everything's resolved, right? Right. So I say just do something with it. Do something fun and cool with it. Write a song. Write a song on your guitar about <laughs> stupid boys. Yeah, I'm going to shred. I don't know. I'm trying to think now, like, 
it's so easy when you're like on the other side of this question as I am right now to be like I don't I just don't have any grudges I guess and then I like take a minute and I'm like oh yes I do for sure I mean but I they're also like, more recent so they're barely right. like right still oh go ahead still in that territory between like reasonable like being upset and like like a grudge I think implies that you're like like inherently holding on too long or something you know yeah. like yeah. a grudge is usually like used to almost like discredit like what it, you're feeling it implies time yeah like you can't, like, you oh, can't let just, it go right exactly you can't just mm-hmm. like something crappy happens and then after five minutes you're still mad you're like why am i holding a grudge <laughs> yeah 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 i know i have more recent more recent grudges but then there's this like this other sensation that's not not even fully like a grudge it's just like it's that feeling of like of wanting closure yeah and like that's different from a grudge by a long shot Uh oh you're glitching oh no you're frozen so are you there you are oh no oh god our tight 40 hold on i'm gonna stop my video so that you can just is that better that's yeah it's a really nice tiny kind of misshapen headshot (laughs) it's kind of misshapen it is a little Uh, it's flattering yeah oh thanks Uh uh-huh um what were you saying before our audio went bad no nothing just oh yeah closure closure yeah yeah i don't know i mean i think i would be in favor of having a show where we call each and one of those each and every one of those exes and confront them together i love that idea um i got a few i could throw in there i think oh yeah yeah i gotta call my sixth grade boyfriend and see what was up with that (laughs) i mean i'm pretty sure he just dumped me for the new girl because then he was dating her like a week later so that was like pretty pretty clear yeah you know and i almost like i don't hold a grudge for that because i'm like i get it i know what it's like to like you know date someone and see someone else that seems cooler and be like "Eh, well sorry bye oh boy that was my mo as like a young person like i could not date someone without like falling in love with someone else it was kind of horrible like as soon as i like as soon as someone was like i like you i want to date you i was like well it's kind of points against you honestly like, <laughs> about that guy who doesn't ever look at me more interesting going over there it was a complex for sure it was like it uh, always it was just so stupid because like the person that i would like then direct my feelings for was like never even like a real actual possibility or like person at all I mean they were real people but i never like got to know them it was just like the idea of someone else and like probably picking someone else that embodies like everything that that person isn't or something you know this is yeah yeah, i was young flip-flops and very young you were just exploring your 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 limits and your feelings and your boundaries and everything yeah i liked the conquest i liked the challenge i wasn't so into the like you know relationship thing i guess yeah i hear you yeah but now we're good now we're good you and me you know what it's all about all right should i read this email give us another (laughs) little boost i kind of don't know okay yeah just figure out how to um you know anonymize it okay um should i read the part where we're complimented yes is that even a question oh my god read that only as a separate email and then start over 
All right. So this is uh, not really. There's pretty much no heading or like salutation. So. All right. Because <laughs> I think. Uh, is- says thanks for turning me on. That's in italics. I almost spit my juice into the microphone. Turning me on to your podcast. <laughs> That's right. We're turning you on. We're turning everybody on with our weird nostalgic conversations about early boyfriends. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> Clogging up the just, ER with your broken dick and high sugars got me cracking up. So that was a compliment. We love compliments, folks, right? We love compliments. Where right? are they? Anytime Why aren't we getting more? Email us with just compliments. It's great. Fine, fine with us. Yeah, it's kind of nice, actually, because then it's like, that's it. We're done. We've received it. We don't have to then, like, answer something. Exactly. But this one, like, this is a new kind of question for us, I think. It's not really advice. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, I'll just read it. <clears throat> it's, it's, okay, okay. Can we hear Beaver and Cleaver's take on a particular concept from the provocative 1972 essay, Man and Women? Damn it. Try again. Man. Man and Woman. <laughs> man and Women. <laughs> Written Amanda by the Woman. Reginald. <laughs> Amanda the Woman. Can we please write a book on that? Absolutely. Oh um, by oh, Bernard it's... Sanders. AKA Bevard Clavders. <laughs> Mother Amanda Jones first covered this a few years ago, and the subject came back up during the presidential primary. So I'm guessing this is the AKA Bernard Sanders. Bernie. But I'm not asking for political reasons. Here is his opening passage. All right, trigger warning. Okay. <laughs> a man goes home and masturbates his typical fantasy a woman on her knees, a woman tied up, a woman abused. A woman, you know, it's 1972. A woman enjoys intercourse with her man as she fantasizes by being raped by three men simultaneously. End of quote. Glad you gave a trigger trigger warning. Uh, What in the world do freaky podcasters like you, thank you, like you two (laughs) eagers, says, think about this. A reference to something else we said. Eagers? I think we called ourselves eagers. I hope, do we call ourselves freaky? Or no, maybe we called our listeners eagers. I think we called our listeners eagers. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Well, we're also eagers in this scenario. Yeah, because we listen to our own podcast. Ding. All right. What in the world do you do freaky podcasters like you two eagers think about this? Let's call it a cold case more than a hot take. And can you ruminate about fantasies more broadly? Like if it's okay to want to know the details of your partner's secret fascinations. Thank you, Gus. AKA guy using Spotify. <laughs> nice. Which is confusing because I know like a ton of other Gus's. So. so Gus is one of the characters in my daughter's favorite book currently. Oh, so. what's the book? What's that book? It's called Posey's Patterns and it's about a little girl named Posey who's really annoyed with her little brother Gus. Oh, yeah. it's a cute name. Often short for Augustus. Did you know Ooh, that? Or Gustav. Or Gustav. Which is short for Augustus. Yes. All right. So... I don't know what to make of that horrible quote. Well, um, if we're thinking about it in non-political terms, um, I mean, if we're just thinking about it as something that a person wrote. In 1972. Yeah. A male person wrote in 1972. I think it's pretty, um, it's pretty audacious. I mean, obviously not having context because, spoiler alert, we did not read the full essay yeah and i see now that there are hyperlinks here that i wish i had clicked previously but i I like to come in kind of like 
fresh fresh take with an it's email not one to take. research yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um but ahead. what's our hot take on this cold case i mean aside it's from kinda, problematic yeah it's definitely problematic and i don't know how much more there is to say like I the mean, sentence like, construction is really interesting too because it's like a man goes home and masturbates it's like picture this all right <laughs> why didn't you read it i'm sorry <laughs> but then a woman is enjoying intercourse with her man yeah i don't I, again like setting it up in a weird way but i think, I think we have to read the the whole thing which i, don't I think the right question now. is what do we think about it uh about fantasies <laughs> yeah i don't know i kind of i without reading it uh, sorry sorry gus um i was gonna say apologies but i said sorry's instead <laughs> sorry's gus uh maybe we'll i'll read the whole essay and then next week we can do a full deep dive i feel like there should be a sentence instructed a sentence or two included in this that like isn't there like i don't know what the point is but i guess if the it question like is the, like the person highlighting it is pointing out like this is kind of insane, right? Like this yeah. this person is is and and maybe like uh thinking and not I mean it's hard to not politicize it because the only context that I have for the person who wrote this is them as a political figure. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so it's hard to like separate it out because all I can think about is like, you know, they're I don't even know everything changes on a daily basis now, but at at one point they had said you know, they're going to choose a woman as their running mate if they were to um, if they were to like stay on the ballot and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, all the conversation around them actually being sexist. And um, I don't know. I think it's, it's an interesting, it's interesting too, because the time, like the age at which it, the, he wrote it, it says a lot about it. Like maybe that's just what he was on at that time. He was like thinking about fantasies and thinking about, you know, what's, you know, maybe it was a sign of, of times being like, pretty fucked up yeah and they were i mean yeah if uh, <clears throat> if, uh the movies from the time are any indication but we'll read it we'll read it and have a better we take will on read that. it but i, I think the question is, too. is about yeah so is it okay to know the particular fantasies of your partner what do you think about um that? i mean i would say like look everyone's entitled to their whatever whatever goes on in their head keeping it in there doing what they will with it if it's problematic like yeah you deal with the guilt and the repercussions of that but i feel like there are certain fantasies that are totally fine to share and engage in as long as there's like a mutual agreement that it's fine right i would be personally i'd be worried if i found out my partner had a lot of like extremely disturbing fantasies like that would be kind of a no-go for me because like yeah well i stand by the fact that you're entitled to your private world of imagination like i just don't want to dig into what that means and like you know yeah, it's the same way i feel about a lot of like pornography to be honest i'm just like i think it's fine for people to watch it i personally think a lot of it is upsetting for a lot of reasons that have to do with like the objectification of women so i'm not really like all about that and there's a lot about it that i don't like enjoy seeing or thinking about or hearing about but i'm not going to say like no one should watch porn you know? right right yeah i think that's like the line that it crosses like it's a fantasy like like fantasy kind of inherently um is personal 
mm-hmm. you know and when it's a joint fantasy then it's role playing it's a different thing right it's like consensual it's agreed upon there's there's like there's some parameters and stuff like that maybe in the same way that like sometimes like i uh, i mean i think it's really important to have some secrets mm-hmm. oh yeah and it it kind of holds the same power for me you know what i mean like once it's kind of admitted unless that's your fetish is like admitting your fantasy and watching people squirm <laughs> you know <laughs> i get off on making people really uncomfortable <laughs> yeah i'm sure that's a thing it is for sure but yeah i think um you know and and i think it would also be up to the the person who is the fantasy holder to decide if they're if it's something that they want to share and then it's kind of like they're at their discretion like they have to they have to understand the the boundaries of their own fantasies like is this healthy and mm-hmm. is this healthy for me to share like what's this going to do and if it's the other way around like the non fantasy haver or not that they don't have fantasies, but you know what I mean. If it's the partner who's like, tell me your fantasies, I want to know your fantasies, blah, blah, blah. Like, that is kind of indicating a little, something else. Like, a little mm-hmm. insecurities, a little, like, obsession right. and jealousy and, you know what I mean? Which aren't bad things. Like, those are things not that bad. are great to work through, but, like, that, it could be an indicator, maybe. And I would just say, like, I would urge people to, like, if their fantasies are based on, like, assaulting women or being assaulted by men, if you have, like, or if you a think female that body. all women fantasize about being gang raped. Yeah, that's something maybe to dig a little deeper into. Because I just don't think we're at the point where, like, I would distrust anyone who said, like, you know, that was, like, a, that wasn't something that was, like, dictated just a little bit by like problematic things in our society yeah you know? like because i think people can make an argument for that being like fine or like being like you know it's just a fantasy or it's about like control and dominance and all that but i would like i would say like yeah maybe though like that's kind of been fed to all of us from a really early age in a lot of really fucked up ways and like yeah totally maybe it's a good thing to try to like examine that fantasy and maybe dismantle it a little bit if you can and like question why that's appealing to you and why that might have like popped up throughout your life no matter what because it's in every fucking movie and book and like tv show in some way or another you know it's not just coming from you it's not your like own creative idea you know what this this is reminding me of something i've i knew or i know a woman who in who I consider to be like way more uh, explorative. Is that the right word? Exploratory? Exploratory. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, that's the word. Way more like exploratory to like all kinds of different like fetishes and kinks and stuff. She's, she's like very, very open and um, in ways that are its own thing. Like I don't consider myself a closed person, but there's just, there like like with everybody there are places that I haven't felt like I wanted to go um but she's gone there and she was telling me about a uh um uh like a BDSM relationship that she was just getting into and the partner um wanted to wanted to be called daddy and she was like she was like so I'm doing it and like I 
think I'm kind of into it, but I don't know. And and like the way that she approached it was, I thought it was so cool, but it also was so, um, uh, I don't know. It just like raised a bunch of flags in my own psyche that was like, what do I feel about that? What does that mm-hmm. mean? Is that good? Is that bad? Where is that coming from? And where's my reaction based in? And And like, why does that seem weird to me? And and here's this like woman who I think is like brilliant and totally self-righteous and feminist and awesome and smart and strong and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm doing this thing with this guy and I'm calling him daddy and we're into it. And uh, Yeah, that's tough because I do like equate that with like confidence and like, I, I don't know if that's like, I think about people like that. And I'm like, wow, that must be so amazing to like know yourself so well and like be so open-minded to something like that without it like affecting you but then i think like eh, maybe it's cool to be really apprehensive about that also like really yeah i mean i don't know right there's just like i know it's a huge conversation Dan savage where the fuck are you but yeah. it is like this is where we really need dr John. i don't think that we should have to feel like like knowing your own boundaries is like fine for sure and, like, pushing those boundaries in like that context can be really like painful and like have like far-reaching implications and like you don't have to feel like you're not being something or doing something like I don't know interesting and exciting yeah um right I don't know but then even now I'm like am I super vanilla (laughs) (laughs) I mean I guess that's like the point it's everybody everybody's got their own their own places they're willing to go and their own and I mean, I think like, oh man, we could spend like hours and hours talking about this, but like, just like the whole act of intimacy is so complicated and layered and there's so many different things at play and it's like past, present and future thoughts all kind of combined into one moment. It's not just this like sort of primal act of coitus. Uh, and then so people process that differently and they, and they get off differently and that's, you know, it's, it is what it is. And like, I think the whole, the whole point is like to not, to try not to place value on any of those things unless it's causing harm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that's where it, you know, that's where you can, if you have the space and you have the support to, to explore that a little bit and, define what harm is to you because that's the other part like harm to someone might mean like actual physical you know harm and harm to somebody else might be something that is daddy tangible yeah right exactly um yeah but i guess like we should also just in case there are you know sex psychologist professionals who listen to this podcast yeah i think that's probably a ton we should be, <laughs> yeah, we should be clear to say that, like, do your thing, everybody, and just, uh, you know, take care of yourself. <laughs> yeah, and get consent and get informed consent and have these conversations with people. Yeah. They're interacting with sexually. Yeah. Make it and, hard uh, Make you consent know what? fun. Make consent fun. <laughs> Again, Bernie. Jesus. Jesus Christ, Bernie. Bernard. I, I, you know, I'm going to read it. I'm going to yes. read that. I article definitely threw me for a loop yeah i mean <clears throat> no just no to that sentence in 2018 19 20 Nin- it's, 2018 19 20 it's really uh it's uh 
this is the the dawning of learning about the the storied pasts of all of our uh male ma- males in power old old white men in power yeah and what they did when they were in their 20s i mean the essays i wrote in my 20s are still relevant and i can say that <laughs> oh yeah uh-huh. about how cool it is to live in a tiny house i'll send you some quotes so we can okay. discuss them i'll just pull uh, some random quotes and then say oh what's your cold case take on this let's put your hot take on this cold cut mm-hmm. Ooh, I love okay. that. i'll send you cut. i'll send you some pictures of sandwiches i made in my 20s and you can give me your your hot take Ooh. That's, I mean, I do think I'm getting better at sandwiches. I have so, like, always been amazing at sandwiches. Really? Why don't we eat sandwiches together? Uh, I mean, well, I know right now we're not eating together, period. period. Well, I went through that whole <sighs> gluten Send me a pic. Days, and that really yeah, like, threw a loop just, in my sandwich game. It's really hard for me to um, deconstruct that still. Because what? that's what I have to do. I think about feeding you or I think about eating something with you. And I have to like put in a gluten-free option and then like take it apart and rebuild it <laughs> with flour <laughs> take it you know out <laughs> yeah yeah man i don't know if we've recorded a podcast a longie since i was back back on every every food yeah it kind of snuck up on me you know it's a slow slow thing i might have also been like out of the country at the time or something could have been yeah what's uh what's our time i think we're doing good i haven't gotten the little blip saying you're almost done i get oh a it's gonna blip us I, yeah I usually get a five-minute warning. Oh, good. Okay. I have uh, no idea, like, how much time has passed at all since I the second you... Hit record. The first time you Google Hangouts called me to then the second and then the third time that we tried it with different email addresses to then this beautiful Type 40. Yes, yes. It's a Type, type 40 that could, could very well be 60 or 80. We don't know. I could. I mean, we could. I really feel like I was trying to pace myself with that uh, fantasy conversation because... I like it. I wasn't ready to go full 80 on it. No. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, we could easily do it. We could 80 the shit out of that conversation. Oh, man. Really? Do you have more? More thoughts? I mean, I feel like I need to figure out what those thoughts are. Okay. And then this might not be the place for me to just sort of like like drone on about like what's okay and you know like if i'm cool or not if i should be like pushing my boundaries well first of all it's you would never drone on that's not possible thank you so much yes absolutely a little droney um, and that was compliment corner of uh which we used to do a lot you know i feel like i have to to touch on the the gluten thing because because we mentioned it i can't let it go yeah so we did touch it already now you want to you want to reach no, I want to take it apart. Grab it. Tear it up. It's little yeah. chunks. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about food and, uh, and restriction and moralizing food choices and diet culture, people. Let me tell you. I'm not going to get into it now because that's another, that's, that's its own podcast. That's its sure. own loose 80. Yeah, that's a very loose 80, which I also hope to be. I want to be a tight 40 and a loose 80. I think you're both. You think so? I'm not 40 yet. I'm thinking you my, are. I want these to be my actual what I'm like at these ages. Tight and loose? I want to be a tight 40. Not talking about I don't my think vagina. you want to be a loose 80. I don't think. No, I'm thinking like, like not super like. Super relaxed and chill? Not yeah, like I want to be like loose cannon. Like you don't know what the fuck I'm going to be doing. I'm unpredictable. I'm gonna okay. be witchy. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have all kinds of gross jokes that people. I think are you gonna, could be that at forty. They're not. 
I see you like right on track for. I'm kind of closing in on that. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wait, okay, but go back to your gluten thing. You've changed oh. diet culture. I've changed changed diet culture single-handedly and it's over now. (laughs) Your work in the diet culture conversation has been. God, I wish. No, I mean, talking about like dismantling, it's a, it's a thing that needs to be completely dismantled in my humble opinion. Um, But I think like the big thing in relation to Beaver and Cleaver is that we have talked a lot about food and what we eat especially in some of the early podcasts because we both experimented with paleo. Oh yeah. That was a big thing for us at the time. It was. And it was, you know, quote unquote for me, quote unquote, for all the right reasons, health reasons, trying to like figure out what's going on with, you know, bloody blood X, Y, and Z and thinking that it came down to diet. And uh, then I read this amazing book (laughs) and, uh, I mean, ultimately, uh, I, th- I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I, sometimes I still feel self-conscious thinking about it because, or talking about it because unlike some of the other systemic problems in the world, diet culture is still um, c- kind of like uh, practiced by the majority, you know, if that makes sense. Um, like, I think like it's, it's not as, it's harder to talk with people about diet culture because it's so ingrained and it's so Mm. systemic that um, people will think that they're like, Oh yeah, totally. I totally get that. I mean, I always, you know, they'll, they'll tell me that they're on the same page as me, but then they'll immediately follow up with a comment that is like 100% diet culture regurgitation from some. Yeah. I think it is a relatively like new movement as far as I can tell. I think so too. I mean, and and that's kind of, yeah, I mean, it's, I like that because I can, I can trace it back to something in that happened like in the last hundred years or whatever, at least in American diet culture. But I also just appreciate it because I can just trace it back in my own life and see where it came out. I think that's, that's kind of like, the bottom line with with the education that I have is just like becoming aware of my own personal relationship with food regardless of what the greater culture is doing and like recognizing what was helping and what was hurting and Mm -hmm. making conscious choices to to like to stare in the fucking face and and do and change it you know rather than convincing myself that i'm doing the right thing because it's what all the books are saying you know fuck I mean? yeah i do know yeah i was interested i was talking to my mom about the whole like idea of uh, restraint you know yeah how, like uh, i don't know what i'm really restriction. saying restriction yeah, yeah restriction that's the word i was talking to you about it and then i was like mentioning that to her and she was like she had a very smug like parenting moment and she was like that's what I did with you and your brother. Like I, that that's like how I tried to raise you without like restriction and like, you know, never being, never talking about food in that way. And I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Good job. But it was so Mrs. funny. Cause Beaver. it was like, I could see her having this moment that you may have someday of like, good, like, you know, 20, whatever years later, now you're like seeing that I was doing this on purpose, you know? 
or something yeah. and I was like oh, that's cool like it wasn't we never I mean had conversations that made me feel like I had to like eat a certain way or else I was like being unhealthy or you know right right and I think that's like something it's almost like yeah you just don't you're not paying attention to it because you're still inundated with like all these outside forces or whatever no matter what especially if you're like you know a female in the 21st century or whatever yeah but I don't know what my point is I see I'm droning I'm droning okay no I think that I think that's good I mean it's interesting to hear like everybody has different experiences with it and some people can be raised in a perfectly or not perfectly, but in a more like relatively, you know, um, open household where there is no restrictions placed on food and, and, and specifically, uh, you know, restriction is one thing, but it's like the moralizing where Mm -hmm. for me, it gets to be a big problem just because in my household, it was like my, you know, it was such, it was so extreme. So it was Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, very intense like wording was phrased with certain things like this concept of food combining and Mm -hmm. the the imagery of of, like a preteen thinking about if I eat fruit and meat at the same time it's gonna rot in my gut yeah that's terrifying so intense and so terrifying and like you know there's whatever people have their reasons for coming up with different diets and putting different diets out there and some of it's based in some form of science and but most of it is not like most of it's driven by capitalism and fucking like body issue and what people think like the best body shape and type should be uh so anyways i just want to like retroactively apologize to our listeners forever like talking about diet stuff in a way that wasn't helpful or may have triggered you and now you can just know that i'm just eating whatever i want yeah and my nose is stuffed up because i have really bad allergies Mm -hmm. not because i eat gluten so and my head hurts for whatever (laughs) reason doesn't seem to be food related um i mean i think here's what i'll say to close it out okay um you know we're we both have been on our own food journeys trying to solve health right. problems that we see as like maybe linked to things that we're putting in our bodies, which I think is like a reasonable assumption to make. But I think considering like the most... our culture and the fact that we are kind of DIY, like right. fix it first. But I do think like culture and like social interactions are the most important thing for me health wise and like being able to like eat whatever we want together is really nice because it does at least like turn off that stress part of my brain that's always worrying about like what other people can consume and like if they're gonna be able to enjoy it or if they're gonna look what I'm eating and be like oh I wish I could eat that or you know like all of those like little conversations that are like sorry beaver no it's okay of course I will support you on any journey that you're on use oh, the fucking God. word journey again you're gonna make go me ahead cry now take me down. also but, i would like the listener to know that beaver has always made me incredible food and snacks that always were completely in line with with whatever food restriction i was experimenting with well that's kind of the, like the, the fun on, part of it on the record Thank you for putting it on the record. And like that, that for me, that was one of actually like the nice parts about trying to eat uh, paleo 
general paleo-ish was like there was part of it that was like for me helpful because it gave me like guidelines for which to be like creative in or something and it made me cook a lot more it didn't make me but I was finding myself like cooking a lot more and I was finding like that my partner and I had a lot of fun like figuring out these things so there's something to it but then turns out coronavirus also another uh sort of restriction that's creativity so it doesn't necessarily have to be like I guess there's other ways of tapping into that rather than like limiting yourself based on like your concept of what's going on inside your body sometimes it's what's going on globally like a pandemic you know for example (laughs) for example and then you only go to the grocery store once a week and then come tuesday you're like what do we have left yeah it's fun times at the kitchen guys i know somebody who um shops for two to three weeks at a time that's amazing i know you have to be pretty organized i imagine yeah yeah do some freezing some maybe use utilize the freezer um today was day day one after the shop okay um it's always a glorious day it was a great day we had a whole chicken oh my gosh discount whole chicken potatoes broccoli biscuits it was amazing it was a really good dinner it felt like a very traditional kind of meal but it was like this was this is like these are the rich times and then by next tuesday it gets kind of gets kind of lean yeah but i'm enjoying it i feel like then you're probably bone broth after the bones have been boiled yep. times <laughs> bone broth and popcorn that's all there is that's <laughs> okay, all we have left but that's like superfood right there you know popcorn bone broth and popcorn bone broth and I popcorn feel like that's something that we could serve at like a bougie bistro yeah i feel like you know? i know of one that does that <laughs> Do they serve the tepatati? I don't think so. Oh, they don't. The tepatati. That's, that's our place. Not a, you know, people don't serve enough drinks tepid. I'll nope. say that much. It's either yep. cold or hot. No middle tepid ground. It's good. It goes down easy. God, such an extremist culture that we have. We need some te- more tepid drinks out there. You know, I've heard that you expend more energy drinking a cold or a Dude, hot drink. I heard that too. Bringing it down I, to temp or up. I think I heard that like in my teens and i've never forgotten it yeah i heard it from a in college a friend of mine was like a, taking an emt course and he was like good if you're freezing to death and you have either orange juice or hot tea which one should you drink and you were like hot tea duh actually i feel like i knew that it was like a trick question so i was like orange yeah it's pretty obviously a trick question yeah but you know it's still you think the the warm thing warm you up just pour That's it why it feels like a trick. <laughs> yeah, just stick your toes in it. Stick your little toes in there. Toddy well, toes. Beeves. We got the warning. It's time. Well, we, wish, no, we don't have a warning, actually. I just Are you sure? Because I feel yeah, like it's it been says, a while. It still says down there, pause or stop recording. No. Okay. No. You know what's different about this one? I didn't pre-schedule a meeting. I just clicked on start meeting. Oh. And then I that invited you to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll see what happens. But I want to give folks something to look forward to for next week, so they're sure to tune in. Okay, so this week we addressed sexual fantasies. um, Bernard Sanders. Bernard Sanders, grudges with 
musicians. We talked a tiny bit about diet culture, which that we could consider having a special guest on for next week to talk more about diet culture. We could consider it. You know, we I feel consider it. What I really, yeah, I know you hate it. I actually was going to have a friend Zoom bomb because they had some interesting things to say about cum and flavor. Zoom bomb with their yeah. cum? Yeah, totally. Oh, gross. But I, but I was like, Beaver would hate that. She would probably end the meeting. But you know what? Like, here's the thing. Don't trust what I say that I think that I want. Should I okay. zoom bomb them right now? Just see? No, I mean, now I'm done. But oh. like, I will say that sometimes you just have to put me in the car and take me to the trail and start me hiking, and then I'll like it. You know? It's yeah. a metaphor, but it's also true. Well, look at this. Are you drawing a butt? Now we're just playing. Now we're just fucking around. You just completely changed direction there. She's just drawing penises. We got to get out of here. <laughs> we gotta it's get time out for of bed. Here, it's time for bed. It what is... are we going to give people to look forward to, though? Well, um, next week, uh, well, first of all, we need your emails. So beaverandcleaver at gmail.com. Also follow us on Instagram, blah, 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 blah. And uh, I don't know. I think next, I guess I don't really have anything, unfortunately, uh, waiting in the wings because we don't have any emails uh, lined up. So, uh, <laughs> so, so you just said that without really having any. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I wanted to be honest. I want to give people something to look forward to. Well, here's the thing, people. You give yourself something to look forward to. Okay. You write us in with whatever topic. We, as we've just shown, we'll touch anything. Even if it's it kind of makes us uncomfortable. Yep, especially if it makes us uncomfortable. We'll pull it out of each other. What is, is that seaweed that you're drawing? <laughs> Cleaver is using the Zoom like share presentation mode to draw a horribly disfigured <laughs> penis with God knows what's going on up there. Maybe we could use this as our um as our picture for Yeah, that'd be media. pretty good. And I think it's either it's splooging sort of onto like <laughs> Well, it looks like seaweed, but maybe it's supposed to be a flame. And maybe it's putting out that flame to signify the end of this podcast. I'm not sure. Just take it or leave it.